0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Single Tracks Podcast. Today it's me, Jeff, and I'm here with Aaron, and we're going to talk about some of the mountain bike news this week. So, in case you're wondering, Greg is out today, uh, he's having surgery on his knee, and so we're definitely thinking about him today and hoping that he has a quick recovery. One of the articles we published in the last couple days was about indoor bike parks. Actually, there are a couple articles from Chris Daniels about why you should ride indoor bike parks, and he also did a really cool roundup of some of the indoor bike parks that are located in North America. So, Aaron, have you ridden at an indoor bike park?
1: I actually have. I've ridden at one that was on his list, the Lumberyard in Portland, Oregon. I rode there shortly after it opened. It was a lot of fun. And I've also ridden the Factory, which is... Well, I guess it's closed now, but it's in it was in Noonan, Georgia, which is just south of Atlanta. And uh, that was an indoor skate park. So it wasn't a dedicated bike park indoors, um, but it, it, they did allow bikes on certain days. So I have, have a little bit of experience, but like I said, now the factory is closed. But there are some outdoor skate parks here in the city that allow bikes.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I, I've never ridden one myself, but looking at that article... Definitely got me interested in giving it a try. I mean, I've always wanted to go to Ray's indoor yeah. in, in Ohio and I guess also in Wisconsin now. On this list, the one one of the ones that really caught my eye was the park in Burlington, Washington. This one was like a, I mean, they're all sort of converted warehouses, but this was one where they had trucked in like huge loads of dirt and had just built like these massive dirt jumps. And to me, that looked really cool. Sort of like mega Cavern. In Kentucky too, where it's like dirt floor, not a lot of wood or anything like that, um, which kind of makes it unique.
1: Yeah, I'd really like to ride one of the raised parks as well, but they are—they're just kind of far from us. I mean, Cleveland's a almost a twelve-hour drive, so it's not <laughs> like you can just run up there for the weekend,
0: right? And what I like to see too is like all the natural stuff that these parks are putting in. I mean, with the wood ramps, a lot of times to me that just that feels like kind of BMX style, but. When these parks start putting in like boulders and logs and all kinds of stuff to ride, I mean, it really looks like a natural course that would be a lot of fun to session and, you know, really practice skills on. So, also in the news this week, former IMBA board president John Bliss announced that he was joining the Sustainable Trails Coalition, joining their board. For those who aren't familiar, quickly, the Sustainable Trails Coalition is the group that's trying to lobby Congress in the U.S. to allow mountain bikes in wilderness areas. Their tactic is a little bit opposite of what EMBA has been doing over the years. EMBA has chosen not to pursue this idea of getting bikes into wilderness. And so there's been a little bit of conflict, I guess, between the two groups. And now seeing John join the Sustainable Trails Coalition has a lot of people talking.
1: Yeah, I think it's good to see someone with John Bliss's credentials and his past experience joining the STC. And I appreciate his letter, you know, it's very upfront and it's very transparent, which I I think STC has been overall, you know, since they started doing this last year. And it's, it's probably part of them being so small and focused. There's not a lot of Different interests that they have to answer to. I think Imba is so big, you know. There's kind of a lot of people they have to keep happy, and I appreciate the different approaches to trail access. I don't really think there's anything that says they both can't exist, and that's kind of, to me personally, that's that's what Imba is getting wrong in this situation. They're just telling everyone that their way is the right way, do it the Imba way, and the STC is naive and their approach isn't going to work. So don't waste your money and I I think that just rubs a lot of people the wrong way you know they don't want to be told not to do something you know mm-hmm. if I want to support the STC like that's fine I can still also support IMBA they don't have to be um, mutually exclusive so I think IMBA needs to do a better job of being transparent and explaining what they're doing to help with trail access rather than just saying that STC's approach won't work.
0: Yeah I'd love to see both of these guys work together or if not together at least kind of stay out of each other's way and you know see what happens rather than seeing a lot of this fighting back and forth about who's doing it the right way hopefully they're both doing it the right way and you know will accomplish different things so also this week as always we have a bunch of really cool videos on single tracks and if you're only experiencing single tracks through this podcast that's fine but just know that you're missing a lot of entertaining stuff like videos (laughs) so one of the videos this week that had a lot of people talking was a a video it was actually filmed a couple years ago up in alberta canada of a bear charging a mountain biker so a guys riding down the trail on sort of a side hill and and you can see this bear up above him um and the guy jumps off his bike and runs down the hill so a lot of people he actually rode his bike down the hill oh did he ride it Oh, I okay. thought he jumped off. No, oh, I mean, he might have been running with
1: his bike. He definitely had yeah, his. Yeah, he bike had his with, bike at yeah. the bottom. You're right. Yeah, I think he just made a hard left
0: and, <laughs> and and made his own way down the hill. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people though are claiming like, oh, that video is fake. And I think, first of all, I think a lot of people have it confused with another clearly fake bear video that came out probably around the same time. Um, if you've seen that one. I mean, when you see it, you know it's it's pretty fake. But this one, I mean, for starters, I don't see why you would fake a video like that. I mean, the guy, all he really did was, like, run away from a bear. The bear wasn't charging him or, I don't know. I wasn't as scared of the bear as I was just scared of, like, his reaction.
1: I thought the bear was charging. He says, if you, if you read his description, he was... Um... They were kind of they're riding along this like bench cut trail, and they were about to come to an extended descent. So he was waiting for his I think his cousin or somebody who was behind him, and so he stopped on the trail and his brakes squeaked, and I guess that's what startled the bear. So he looks to his right, and you see this this bear charging down the hill. So I think did probably what I would have done. <laughs> um, I actually had a uh, a similar experience. I was riding up at. Um, bull mountain which is a trail up in uh, dahlonega georgia and i was riding along and i heard this crunching on up on the hillside to my left while i was going up the trail and i looked over and there was a black bear with two cubs and i looked at her and she stood up on her hind legs (laughs) and i just I just started booking it. I, I was riding with a buddy of mine. He was behind me and I just started started screaming bear bear. Go go. So um but I wasn't going to wait around too long to see uh what the bear wanted to do. I was just trying to get out of there. So I you know, see the video seems legit to me.
0: Yeah, me too. And it wasn't it wasn't nearly as sensational as the fake one, I guess is all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I mean it seemed very believable to me that that's what a bear would do, and that's what a person would do if they saw the bear. Greg looked into it a little bit too, and the, there's that urban legends website, snopes.com, and they actually investigated that original fake bear video and said, yeah, that it's totally fake but they pointed to this video and said this one probably is real. They didn't find any reason to think that it wasn't. So,
1: yeah. And that is bear country up there in Jasper, sure. Alberta where they were. So,
0: for sure. Yeah, Greg and I rode up there a couple summers ago and, you know, several of the trails were closed for that very reason just cuz there were, there were so many bears that they didn't want anybody taking chances.
1: Bears, man. Always <laughs> ruining your mountain biking,
0: bears experience. and rain. I'm saying. <laughs> Alright, so we also posted a video today of a couple of riders out in Maui, and this is part of a specialized series on different mountain bike trails around the world. And man, this time of year, that looks pretty awesome to be riding in Maui. Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, well, in the video, too, you know, it sounds like they had planned to ride one trail and The trail had been damaged by a storm, and so they basically were finding like a lot of short little tracks that they could ride on more local routes and stuff. And they also hit Maui Bike Park. But just watching that video, I guess I didn't realize how much great riding there is. Or maybe they just showed the best stuff, but it, it looked like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you if you think about it, Hawaii is they're nothing but big mountains, so it's probably some great trails there. And the the terrain seemed really varied. Like the uh, you know the Maui bike park where they were had like this reddish brown dirt, and everything was super sculpted and looked really buff. And mm-hmm. then towards the end of the video, they're riding in some really craggy rock stuff that looks like it could be in. New Zealand or maybe even a Danny McCaskill video up yeah. in Scotland, you know, doing some <laughs> trial stuff. So it was, it was really cool to see the really varied terrain there.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's on my list of places to go now. So the the last video I want to talk about is a video, a follow cam video of some guys riding the portal trail in Moab. I don't think they show it in this video, but the portal trail is, is this trail that Has I mean, there's a lot of exposure. So it's basically like a huge cliff on one side of the trail. And there's actually a sign. I don't know if it's still there, but uh, there's a warning sign that says that riders should dismount because three people have died on the trail. I don't think that made the video, but these guys are riding it just like it's no big deal. No, they actually do point to the sign. The lead guy um, points to it. um, And
1: Nate Hills, who's uh, wearing the camera, he's a, a pro enduro racer he they kind of he has like a nervous chuckle because right <laughs> after that there's the uh, rock that you kind of have to bunny hop up yeah. and over but yeah. the it's the way the the rock is shaped it's wants to slide you off to the left of the trail mm-hmm. which would throw you off the cliff so Fortunately, yeah nobody I, went off the cliff in yeah, this video yes sorry guys <laughs> I've never ridden that trail, but I would probably be walking that last feature. And you know, from, from some of the comments I've I saw on the on the Facebook post of the video, a lot of people are saying that the camera doesn't really do the exposure justice, which I, I think we all know or at least want to believe that the GoPro <laughs> footage doesn't always make things out as gnarly as, as they are in real life. Yeah, that's one where everybody who was commenting on it was like, "Yeah, that trail is legit. It's scarier than Porcupine Rim
0: and Moab, so it must be a pretty scary trail." Yeah, that sign alone is enough for me to know <laughs> that I don't I don't want to mess around with that. Right,
1: and uh, several people have asked because we've been posting to so Nate Hills, who filmed the video, has been doing a whole series of these follow cam videos, and the footage is just. Excellent, and it's super steady. And so, for everyone out there that's wondering and is asked, yes, there is a gimbal on the GoPro. So he's wearing a chest-mounted GoPro, but that's on a gimbal that that really stabilizes
0: the footage. So that's why it, it looks so awesome. Hmm. Yeah, I think we all need one of those. Make our videos watchable. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So one other thing I want to mention before we sign off is that we're doing a sale right now on Single Tracks memberships. And Single tracks membership basically gets you access to all our topo maps for mountain bike trails all over the world. Uh, we've got thousands of them and you can print them out. We have PDF versions of every map and you can use it on your GPS and get elevation plots and all that stuff. But we're doing this sale. We do it once a year or less. So, this is the time to do it. It ends today, Thursday. So, if you want to save 40% on your Single Tracks membership and get ready for the year, now's the time to do it. So, be sure to check the website for that. Thanks for joining us this time. We'll see you next time. Peace.